Hey everybody, it's your host Hampton Dorch with a recap episode from Alex Dimchek this week. That guy was awesome. I love the beginning of his story when he talks about how he got cut from the Mizzou football team, which by the way, guys, that's a SEC school. He played quarterback there. I mean, that's a really big deal to be on the team and he got let go and he could have just had a sour attitude, been a victim and just walked away uh, because of his ego and his ego was hurt. And while I know it wasn't easy, he chose to stick around and serve the team, which changed his life a lot. A quick story. Um, when I was in college, I went to a school, Sanford University, where I feel like everybody would just kind of like go for these different titles on campus. That's part of my story. I, I, I did that. And there was a lot of cool opportunities there to serve the campus. And I fell into this trap. I think maybe other people did where you kind of do things to have certain titles and like, you know, clout on campus or whatever. And I'm glad I figured that out later on in college and kind of shifted my motives and everything. But I think that um, one of my friends or, or one, one of the things that I heard a lot was when people didn't get something the first time they went for it, their pride kept them from ever applying again. So if someone felt they deserved something like their sophomore year of college and then they didn't get it, I would ask them the next year, hey, are you applying? They'd be like, no, they didn't take me. Guys, do not live that way. That is broadcasting your insecurity. That is broadcasting your pride, your ego. And trust me, I can say that because I've done that before. What would it look like to say, you know, I kind of felt like I should have gotten it last year. But guess what? I've grown up a lot. I've learned a ton. And I can actually share that in my interview process. What if I swallowed my pride, humbled myself, went for it? You would probably get it. So that's a little side note. But going back into Alex's story, I mean, he kind of, did that. I mean, he got cut from the team. He worked really hard, served the team, built a lot of relationships, and then got back on the team for his senior year. And he literally said, if he not get, did not get cut from the team, he probably would not be like a speaker right now. He definitely would not have written a book that he did. And so like, make the most of every opportunity that's in front of you. Trust me. So he ended up writing Thrive You, which is a devotional for a lot of other athletes that is still paying off today. He gets to talk about it a lot and it's serving a lot of people. That would not have happened if he didn't get cut from the team. So good for him for that. Um, the next thing, I want to talk about like building kind of your side hustle. It's becoming really trendy to talk about like, what's your passion project, your side hustle. And I, I would highly recommend you all doing that. I mean, that's what kind of what this is for me. I'm not asking anyone for money or anything like that. I don't know what this will turn into, but like, this is what I'm doing and it's a lot of fun. And it, it, it definitely bleeds into the work that I do at wild spark with leadership development, but it's also kind of a separate thing too. Um, I would just encourage you if you want to run your own business, if you want to do something, um, on the side, like start doing it. Don't wait for all your ducks to be in a row. I say that all the time. Um, but I think that so often we, build something and then we're trying to figure out like, Oh, when, when should I kind of go out and do it all on my own? Look like what Alex did is he had a full-time job that provided for his family where he had security, but then he was slowly building on the side. And as he was realizing that there was more and more passion and he was having more and more success that then gave him the confidence to be able to take that leap from his nine to five, five job and become an author and a speaker and, and, and all of those things. And so for you, I just would say that if you have something you want to do on the side, if you want it bad enough, you will make the time for it. I promise you, because think about it. If you're working a nine to five job, maybe you're married. So that takes time. Love your spouse. 
Um, maybe you serve in your church, please serve in your church or, or serve in something else that takes time too. please do that. But like, if you took out scrolling on social media, if you took out Netflix, guys, I mean, you have a lot more time than you think you do. I'm recording this on a Saturday right now. Is it important to have friends and hang out with them? Absolutely. And I will, but like you make the time for the things that are important to you. So don't kind of sit around your whole life wishing that you could kind of do your own thing. I would just encourage you to start small, see how it goes and just kind of build on the side. And then over time, you'll realize if you really enjoy it or not. And you'll realize if you have a chance at being successful at it. And then once the ship, he talks about that analogy. If you have, if you're on one ship, if that's like your nine to five job and there's another ship, that's like where you want to go, the thing you want to do on the side. Um, some of the wiser people say in order to be able to, you know, jump onto that other ship, you, you should be able to like jump on. You don't have to like jump into the water and swim. Now, some people, there's awesome stories of them saying, you know what? I'm going all in. I know this is what I need to do. If that's you, go for it. But a general piece of wisdom would just be start building on the side. Once the other ship of where you want to go is in it like a jumpable or maybe like Pirates of the Caribbean swingable on a rope uh, standpoint, go for it. Send it. But just start. Don't wait for all your ducks to be in a row. Next, be present with your family or the people who you love the most. I am preaching to myself right now. Erica, my wife, if you're listening to this, I love you. I'm trying to get better at this. I love the work that I get to do so much. I love all this stuff so much, but it can be really consuming and it, it can become an idol. And if I really start digging down beneath like, oh, I'm just thinking about work. It's, oh, I'm thinking about work because it's because my identity is in the approval of the people I work with. My identity is in how much I sell, how much money I make, what my house looks like, like really if we start getting honest. And so I think that that's where we can really check ourselves and say, what do we really care about? Because I care way more about my wife, Erica, than I do about my work. But so often my actions do not show that. And so does she want me to work hard and care about work and love it? Absolutely. But not the expense of our relationship and our family. I mean, and that's why I'm wanting to learn this stuff now at 25 years old. And I'm hoping you're, you're learning this in your twenties too, because whether you're married or not, the people that are most important to you don't sacrifice them for your work. Now on the flip side, like work hard, grind, get after it. But if you are supposed to be with the people you love, be there. So don't be on your phone. Don't have your mind wandering elsewhere. I'm really working on that too. I think a practical way to uh, do better at this is on your drive home from work. Maybe don't listen to a podcast that's on like self-help. Maybe don't listen to whatever music, like maybe sit in silence and say, if you're a person of faith, say, God, thank you for my hard day of work. I have, you know, 40 more years of this. Let me be present with my family right now. Help me shift out of this and use the car ride home to kind of switch gears. Or maybe if you work remote, go walk outside for 10 minutes without your phone, shut your computer, put it in a closet, and then kind of have that transition. That's something that I'm definitely trying to work on of just having that shift um, so that I can be more present with the people I love the most. And then finally, I'm going to talk about the book. Um, guys, this book is awesome. The Sale. It talks about having integrity um, and I would highly, highly recommend you reading it. It's a, it's a great read. It's a great story. It has you on the ed edge of your seat. I'm not going to spoil anything, but the main character basically just has a decision to make. They have an opportunity to make $7 million in commission if they do this one thing, but they would be breaching integrity. They would be uh, dishonest. And if you put yourself in their shoes, 
think for a second, like what, what would you do? And one of my favorite lines of the book was when they talked about how it's a lot easier to be 100% committed to something than it is to be 98% committed to something. Because if you're 98% committed to something, then that means that every time you have a decision to make, every time you have a decision to make, like if you're 100% committed to a certain diet or to integrity, there's no question. You just do it. Now, is 100% easier than 50, 40, or 30%? Not necessarily, because that means that like every other time you're, you're not living with integrity or you're not following through with your diet. But I mean, if I would just say it's a lot easier to be a hundred percent committed to things and that's not always easy, but it's simple. And I think if you can simplify your life, you're going to live with more joy because you're not going to have to be making decisions all of the time. And so just let's be mindful for a second. Money's important. Like you got to have it to live, but don't like breach your integrity to make a certain amount of money. Um, and that book is a really good lesson around that. And I would just highly recommend you reading that. So guys, we have so much to learn from Alex. Please follow him on all social media platforms. I will link him below, read his book. Um, you will learn a ton. He's a couple years older than me and I look up to him so much. Um, Oh, and by the way, goodness, how did I forget this last thing? Guys, John Gordon is, I think the fifth uh, ranked keynote speaker in the world. Seriously. And Alex wrote a book with this guy. Now, how on earth did he do that? Well, one, Alex is super impressive. Yes, of course. But also he literally had the chance to meet John. He spoke to his football team. He walked up and said, John, what do I have to do to be around you? And he worked for him for free for a long time. So if there's someone you really look up to, if there's someone you want to be like work for free, scrub the floors, run their social media. I don't care. Uh, but if someone wants to be around me, by the way, and you want to run this podcast for me, please volunteer. It's really draining. I'm kidding. I'm, I'm not John Gordon. That was hilarious. That I even made that reference. But if you know someone that wants to help me produce this podcast, I like talking about, I don't like doing all the back end stuff. That's a side note. I'm not John Gordon. Uh, <laughs> but like if there's someone you really look up to do whatever it takes to be around them, because guess what? Alex working for him for free working for John Gordon for free will make him so much more money in the long run than just working a nine to five because he knows that he will have a stable paycheck every month. Now, of course, it's not all about money, but he learned so much by being around John. So that's just a rant that I am so glad I didn't forget to say. If there's someone you want to be like, do whatever it takes to be around them, even if it means working for free or even paying. So guys, love you a ton. Thanks for listening. I'll see you on Monday. It's time for you and me to wake up and leave.